Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Middle call! Baby, hey! Smoothest one of the week, I think. That one worked well. What's up, everybody? It is Wednesday. We are live on YouTube and uh, available to you whenever and wherever and however you want us to be available to you on demand through the beautiful magic of the podcast. If you're on YouTube, like the video, subscribe to the channel, help us grow, share it with people you love. And John. And what? People you hate. Oh, yeah, your enemies, your enemies. And John. Just and John. Share it with people you love and John. I was thinking... I. I'm not going to do it with Pandora because I can battle through with the app. I think I'm going to. I think I'm going to break down and just get Spotify. Uh, a lot of people do Apple Music as well, but just pay for the service, so you just mm-hmm. have unlimited access to the songs you want. Then it also crossed my mind we could probably just do this through Ham Enterprises. Just you know, get YouTube ad free. So like sometimes I'll be in the shower and I'll listen to a playlist. If you do the shower playlist, the problem. And again, I don't pay for anything ad free, so the ads kick in. You'll hear one song, and then you, if you're standing next to the iPad, it's easy to skip, skip after five seconds. But if you don't, your entire shower, especially if you're like shaving your head, the next eight minutes will be two car commercials. Or what if you get one of those ads that's like, my friends were like, is that mud you're drinking? It's like a five-minute ad if you let it play. Or you the know? one where it's like, how do you get these rip muscles? People that think guy. it's all the way room. It's like, he talks for fucking seven minutes. All right. Now, we might be making money off of these ads as this is happening. So, shout out to those ads. Three ads I'm seeing nonstop. Those two. The ad, mud. Ripped ab guy. Which Does the one? mud have caffeine? The mud? I don't know. It's not and, technically mud. It's water. You know? And Hank Haney. I've seen Hank Haney 700 times in the last week. I watch a lot of golf videos. So I mean, you've been. So I've been watching a lot of like club, you know, do a lot of driver reviews, that kind of thing. And it's always like every man has a slice, but I'm here to fix it. Hey, hi, I'm I'm Tiger Woods, former golf coach Hank Haney. Would you keep this tune in the background the whole the whole show? It's gonna run out here. Actually, it might start back up again. Yeah, we can just. I'll let it run itself out. I'm not people. I I don't necessarily think it's uh, frugality. (laughs) I'm not a frugal individual. I just would. My argument on why I don't do it is one. I like random music. So when I go to Pandora, it keeps me in tune with what's playing. Right. So if I listen to a certain artist, it kind of keeps me in the loop. Yeah. Radio's dead to us. No, no, no. Uh, Like, sorry, Pandora radio or, you know what I mean? Exactly. Like, Like, if you just go to whoever's radio, you kind of get in the mix on a lot of things. And I'm usually there to skip it. The only time it truly impacts me is in the, is in the shower. If I'm going, if I'm making a mood and I'm going my YouTube playlist and then the second song, I get the mud ad. I got to tell you, man, your recommendation the other day, which one post Malone. 
who turns out he lives in Utah. I did a deep dive. I'm like, did he just name himself after a, a play of the Utah Jazz? Turns out, no. You know, like post up. Malone. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's what I thought, because I heard him say, like, I went back to Utah. And I was like, oh, my God. He's just it's like elevator. It was like his name could have been elevator screen Curry, you know? Yeah. But I guess his dad's last name is Post. I, I still didn't figure out where the Malone. Well, he's a big cowboy fan, which doesn't necessarily mean anything that you're from Dallas, right? Because they have national. But Jerry likes him. Jerry, okay. His uh, cover of Brad Paisley while playing with the Dwight Yoakam band. Incredible. He did uh, their screen clay. Yeah. Type in, he did a, a Nirvana song. I think if you just type in like Post Malone covers, he's done a lot of stuff. That's... Well, somebody DM me. They said, I saw him in concert a few years ago and he did a ton of covers. It was incredible. You know what's crazy? Because is... Howard Stern just asked him the other day, like, are you going to do a country album? And he's like, I just have all these. I got so many responsibilities right now. Touring responsibilities, uh, album responsibilities. It's hard for me to just take a minute and just do a country album. But I would like to do it. I think if he did a country album, he would be freaking awesome. And the great part about country music is people just there's a million writers in Nashville just writing songs. I mean, he could get 12 songs and let them rip. It would be fantastic. I actually assumed he was closer to our age. He's 27. I mean, he uh, looks, you know, he's, he's weathered. Lived. <laughs> he's, he's definitely lived. He has lived golfed. <laughs> he has lived golf like old, uh, old the shark. Third laid Greg. Uh, RP says he put his last name in a rapper name generator from Google and it gave him Post Malone. You know what's crazy is a lot of, I, I think I saw a similar Howard Stern clip, is a lot of guys that got big in this generation, like, you know, 13, 14, 15 on, right? They weren't big before quote unquote streaming. They got big on just stream. They just put out a song and it streamed. It was like, it hit a million, it hit 50 million, it hit a billion. Like that's how Luke Combs just put his song on one of the streaming services. And he got really big that way. Mm -hmm. Like I didn't have an album, you you know, this, this is cool because it's somewhat relatable. Like what you and I are doing is not possible 12 years ago. Like we don't have a show. Like there's no you're either on the radio or you're nothing. Where what Luke Combs did seven eight years ago, there were a lot of people singing in bars. Still are, but like you could not put a song out there without a a record company because that's the only way to get access to the radio. He was like, we skipped the radio, <laughs> you know, we streamed, and then the guy that managed them. And I think this would probably fall under the category of like every musical genre. A lot of guys, I would say, between like late twenties to early thirties. There's probably a large percentage of them that didn't, you know, my first Interscope or, you know, whatever, Universal. It's like, no, I just, shit, I made it on my own with my own, with my Apple computer and some equipment. We put it on a streaming service. Like Luke Holmes, like, you know where I got pretty big early on was, uh, I almost said Vice. What, what was the six second clip that Twitter used to have? What was that thing? Uh, Vine. Vine, yeah. He's like, I got pretty big on Vine. And, and I think back, like, there were a lot of artists I felt like, who's that? Like on Vine, because it was only six seconds. It's like, you know, as someone that can get very, very angry at social media because of what it makes me feel, I also be the first to acknowledge I wouldn't I wouldn't have any money, you know, the last five or six years without the access that all the Internet encompasses. Right. I feel very, very lucky to be a part of this era. You think you you'd know? still be doing Raiders postgame live? Uh, no, I don't. I mean, I, I don't. I probably would have changed industries. 
No, you wouldn't have changed industries. But I, I mean, I wouldn't be in like, you know, middle cop on the pregame show for the, uh, you know, the Arizona Cardinal. Like, I don't, I wasn't, I, that's why I got out of scouting. Like, I wasn't going to bounce around. Uh, Myrapname.com. Ballsack Sports. Uh, they just gave me Guy G Master. Eh, yeah, it sucks. Favorite. Wonder how many times post. Type, type in D. Type in D. Okay. Sniper J is what it gives That's, you. That is not terrible. JD Assassin. Which one do you like more? Sniper J. Yeah. Who's up next? Sniper J. Go to the Wu Tang one. Somebody said Wu Tang name. I remember when um, people may not remember this story. But uh, it was revealed. This is actually, it, when you think about it, John, kind of crazy. Mike Vick, Mike Vick, had gone to like a, I think it was like a, a clinic, you know, for STDs. And his well, name was it was herpes. Well, yeah. That, that Michael Vick's fake name was Ron Mexico. He, he, yeah, he didn't go to a clinic. He had herpes and needed to get treated, but he was afraid to go somewhere. So he went to a clinic. Not the team doctor, and it was Ron Mexico. Well, there used to be a Ron Mexico name generator. That was a running joke on Jim Rome back when Jim was. Oh, home. okay. And uh, I remember the name generator gave me Hank Jamaica. I thought it was a pretty good one. I, I would put Hank Jamaica's not terrible at all. Ron Mexico. And remember, pretty, relatively recently, because the Ron Mexico, I think, was Atlanta Falcons, Mike Vick, right? This yeah. was like. It's probably early, early NFL player, Mike Vick. I would say in the peak of the internet, like when it was thriving over the last five years, how about Joey Freshwater? That was Joey cool. Freshwater's <laughs> a good one. <laughs> I, I, I'd say Joey Freshwater's about, and he, he posts a lot of picture about him fishing. It was, he probably thought Lane Kiffin, everybody. <laughs> Wasn't Joey Freshwater also circling at the same time? Like was Lane sleeping with Nick's daughter? Wasn't that one of the things? Yeah, Joey, there, that was right around the time she got engaged at Bryant-Denny Stadium, I think, or married or something like that. Yeah. Pole assassin. Uh, See, the difference Ron- I would say with Pole, like, that was her stripper name. Like, these yeah. guys made up names to live. Like, you would meet Lane out in town, which is crazy to think he's the Alabama offensive coordinator in Tuscaloosa. Like, hey, I'm Joey Freshwater. No, Lane. I, I know who you are. You're Lane Given. I want have a beer? to find. I've told you about this. I don't know if I've mentioned this on the podcast. Maybe I have. Sorry if I have. Somewhere I have. I should probably get it framed. When I went on a road trip with the Warriors to call a couple of their games back in 2016, they give everybody in the traveling party the room list. So you need to call anybody. You just get the room list. All the players' names are listed by their aliases. Who had the best one? Well, I don't, I don't, you know, it doesn't say who's who. So you're just guessing. Like, I don't know. The players probably know their aliases, right? But I'd have the list. It would tell me Steve Kerr's room number, but then it just had the aliases. It didn't say who. But my thing is, like, I I get why Steph Clay and Draymond would get an alias, but it's like, I know he wasn't necessarily on the team, but like Juan Toscano Anister, like every single player alias. I think it's just fun probably to make an alias, you know? But does anyone go to like uh what's the guy's name Chorizo? Uh whoever the Chioza? Chioza. Like Chioza, bro. Just your fucking regular name works. Like we we don't need you know James Wiseman maybe in a couple of years James Wiseman's cool right now, you know. 
Do you see the Wiseman play? You know, they played a summer league game on Tuesday night. Oh, I watched. So did I. George Sedano did the interview with him before the game. Did you see that interview? Uh, you remind me of it. It was like uh, uh, after Sunday's game. Did anybody co- reach out to you? And he's like, uh, he's like, no. He said specifically, did Steph or Draymond reach out to you? And he's like, yes. Yeah, Steph hit me up. Said good game. Keep doing your thing. <laughs> So Draymond didn't reach out. We had to ask that direct question. You know, I was listening to uh, to our guys Slater and Marcus, little 82 plus minus mix or whatever they're doing, and kind of a summer league summing it up over the first couple games. Marcus claimed, you might know about, the, did you know the Warriors have a facility in Vegas with like, I mean, multiple courts, chef, like Draymond I, I was just there I working out? <laughs> yeah. I guess Draymond and Boogie. They had own it or they rent it? He made it sound like it's theirs. Oh, wow. I don't know why necessarily, but maybe just cheap real estate. You know, 10 years ago, Joe's like, shit, we might as well. Summer league, you want to have a month. Kind of kind of a little spring training-y. But I guess in the spring training, like if I went to Scottsdale right now, the Giants use some of those facilities year-round, right? Yeah, for like rehabs and minor, you know, like minor league guys. I don't really know what the use would be non-summer league, right? Maybe if Joe's like, shit, I'll just... Go get a sandwich. Pick up games. Yeah. Do you guys want to play some pickup? Yeah. What time? Well, the flight is at seven. <laughs> the what? But Joe uses Maple's Pavilion, I think, for all his pickup action. So You know one takeaway I had at the Summer League? And I texted a couple people this last night. Dunleavy, who... It's different because he was a player and Kyle was just went to right coaching. But when you are a guy and Dunleavy's dad... You know, I mean, was a big time NBA coach for a long period of time. So when Mike Dunleavy was born, he was just born into basketball. Can you imagine how many times Dunleavy before he even it was he realized he could become a player like Steph when he was young, whose dad was a player. But same type deal. You're just at the basketball gym and you just listen to Mike Dunleavy talk and you're like, this guy just finished playing not that long ago. And now he's like the assistant GM. But he speaks exactly like a basketball guy. Like he can do strengths and weaknesses talking about guys. And you just realize like this guy has been around basketball his whole fucking life. <laughs> you know, his just when he was in junior high, his dad's a coach. Eight years old, his dad's a coach. Like his whole life. And then he just becomes a player. And then he's around Coach K. I follow Duke on Instagram. They had like 95 people at Summer League, including coaches and everything. They had a huge dinner in Vegas. It was just like the Duke Invitational Dinner, you know, in a backyard. And I swear to God, it looked like there were 500 people there. He's one of them. And then you realize J.J. Redick is calling the game. He's interviewing him. Before they even mentioned it, I was like, God, damn, they both played at Duke. You know, and then they realized, like, J.J. kind of grew up in that area, used to stay at his house. It's just... It's. I don't know if we quite realize it's a little different in basketball. He's not a coach. He's an executive. But like Mike Dunleavy is a lock general manager in the NBA. Lock. I felt like just as long, yeah, as long as he's smart, right? Well, he clearly is. I mean, he just talked like I, I just got like Kyle Shanahan or Sean McVay. He's probably not as outgoing oh, as Sean him? McVay. I thought you meant like any version of him. You just mean him specifically. I mean him specifically. Like yeah. I don't see how Mike Dunleavy Jr. is not a general manager in the NBA. Like what's his resume? Player, dad. I mean, he fits the whole thing. Third and then not him, just player, like third overall pick player. Him individually, high level guy, smart. The Warriors shot him up like a rocket ship. They've been dra- and then I'm watching their team. I'm like, go God damn, they got guys everywhere. And you start realizing like 
he's kind of been the Travis Slank for the last four or five years, who is a general manager. And then you listen to Sean Livingston talk, you're like, well, if he wants to do that, he'll just replace Dunleavy and keep moving on up. Like, God, they got a lot of high level guys. The 1999 West All McDonald's All American roster: Carlos Boozer, Jason Capono, Jason Gardner, Casey Jacobson, Brian Cook, Mike Dunleavy Jr., Jonathan Bender, Nick Collison, Jason Richardson. It's a good mix of athletes and shooters, huh? And size. How about uh, Mac McClung wearing 55? I was like, I saw Mac McClung just the way he moved. I was like, and he's wearing 55. My first thought was, all right, which part of West Virginia is he from? Jay Will. He's actually from Virginia. He's like two, he grew up like two hours away from where Jason Williams grew up. He's pretty sweet. I love him. Jason Will and Mac McClung. Well, I didn't know that much about Mac McClung besides, like, I heard him mentioned on a podcast, like, keep an eye on this Mac McClung guy. And watching him last night, people were comparing him to Jay Williams. And I'm like, what are they talking about? <laughs> he kind of plays like him. And but then when I Googled but him he, that he but played he does at Texas. It. <laughs> no, but I mean he kind of has like shoots a little too. Well, he weird. moves like him. Yeah. He wants to you can see the influence. He played at Texas Tech, which is clearly one of the best programs in yeah, the they country, were good. right? Like they were good. But whether he's an NBA player or not, like the, to me, the coolest part about the in basketball, like in football, if you don't make the NFL, there's like you're just kind of done. In basketball, he can go to Europe. He can just roll the pickups for the no, next wherever. 30 years and be yeah, just a lot of like, oh, my God, this guy Mac McClung showed up and just fucking lit us up, you know, in a pickup game. In football, you just – I guess you could just like, this guy looked like he played D1. He's just throwing around some weight at the weight room. You know, like what do you, you – how do you really flex your – or like if you throw 99 but you can't make the bigs, where do you flex your muscles? To, well, and also like guy? the problem – if you're just good at one thing, there's no place for you. At a minor league level, like in basketball, if you're not quick enough and you're not a good defender, but you're good at one thing, you can shoot the shit out of the ball. You could play in Germany or Greece or, you know, Jimmer, right? Went off to play in Shanghai forever. In football, you get, there's nowhere, there's, you can't, there's nowhere to go. Like you just ends. It was like uh, Ted Ginn, really fast. Lucky as that one skill. I mean, he was a top 15 pick, turned out to a pretty good. Like, he was good at other stuff. But he played for a long time. Well, that's what I'm saying. He wasn't actually a one-trick pony, even though we talk about him that way, right? He yeah. was a receiver. I just think, like, most – everything beside football, like, if you never make the PGA Tour and you played on some mini tours, you just end up at your country club and it's like, God, we got this one guy. He could beat every single person I've ever met except a PGA Tour player. If you're, like, a fringe – uh, pro tennis player, but you never quite make it. Wherever you play tennis, people are like, this is the best, bro, this one guy. Football is just, yeah, I know this really big, huge guy that lives down the street from me. It's just, he's just big. <laughs> you know, It's really, a, it's a shame. Like when your career ends, it's you don't play again. It's just over. Where in basketball, it's like you can just keep hooping. You know, it's really like, one of the beauties of golf and basketball. It's a lifetime sport. Even baseball. Like what, what do you, where do you go? Softball? You don't have a place. I do think that softball when probably in like the 70s and 80s and maybe even the 90s, probably a little more consistently all over America than it feels like now. Could be off. I would agree. I remember my dad was on like a softball league when I was a kid. My dad played in really com- – they, they had competitive softball in like Davis and Woodland. <laughs> John, this show yeah. – sorry. No, keep going. <laughs> this show is brought to you by our friends at buckmason.com slash ham and the number one. Right now you get 15% off when you spend at least 100 bucks at buckmason.com slash ham and the number one. We're both wearing Buck Mason right now. Odds are if you see one of us, uh, we'll be wearing Buck Mason. Middlecoff's got the hoodie. I've got the tee. Buckmason.com slash ham one. Love it all. Yeah, it's really easy, guy. Buckmason.com, promo code 
ham, excuse me, slash ham in the number one. A purchase over $100, you get 15% off. Can't recommend it enough. Tees, sweatshirts, like I said, wearing sweatshirt right now because it's about 64 degrees in my house. AC is working well. Mm. Uh, Fick the duck work myself. Buckwork, buckmason.com slash ham one. Yeah, love it all. I'm a big fan of the Pima tee. The slub tee is also great. Pima, you can hang in it at the house. You can go out in it. Recommend sizing up. If you're a medium, get a large, et cetera, et cetera. Love it all. Tell us about it when you get it. B-U-C-K-M-A-S-O-N.com slash ham and the number one to get 15% off when you spend at least 100 bucks. Buckmason.com slash ham. Do it. Prize Picks is America's number one fantasy sports app because it's the easiest and most exciting way to get in on the action. While you watch your favorite players in sports, you just pick more or less on two or more player stats, and then the fun is on. Prize Picks has something for every sports fan, from basketball to hockey to League of Legends and everything in between. It's really simple to play. You make your picks, submit an entry in less than 60 seconds. I'll do it at halftime of a basketball game, and I also have some season-long more or less picks on MLB homers. You may remember, I've got less on Otani homers this year. We'll see. And at halftime of your next NBA blowout game, just jump on and go, ah, Steph Curry more than 11 points in the second half. It'll change the game for you. Download the Prize Picks app and use the code HAM50 for a first deposit match of up to $100. That's HAM50 for a first deposit match of up to $100. Prize Picks, pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Butcherbox.com slash ham and another special deal. Free for a year, you get salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips in every order for a year, plus an additional 20 bucks off right now at Butcherbox.com slash ham. Been telling you about it for years. Been eating it for years on a regular basis. Easily find high-quality meat and seafood. You can trust 100% grass-fed beef free-range organic chicken, pork-raised, crate-free, and wild-caught seafood. Always be prepared with meat in the freezer when you get butcherbox.com slash ham delivered right to your doorstep with free shipping. ButcherBox is offering you free for a year plus an additional 20 bucks off either salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips in every order for free. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash ham and use the code ham to choose your free offer for a year plus get $20 off your first order. What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at game time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called game time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park, been there a million times, never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app, your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M, save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game time app, promo code HAM. Save yourself $20. We don't even need to thank you. Just hammer that promo code. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. 
Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Um, Mike Florio, and uh, it was transcribed by NinerNation.com, said this. I think the Texans are waiting for Jimmy Garoppolo. I really do. I think the Texans may have been the team that was poised to trade for him. Remember at one point it slipped out that they had a trade ready to go, and then Jimmy G got shoulder surgery. It fell apart. When they presented that, there was kind of this weird unspoken vibe that they believe that once he's cleared, that possibility reemerges. They've been selling this idea that Davis Mills is their quarterback. Davis Mills is their guy. A lot of tentacles between Garoppolo and the Texans front office. I think he's going to end up with the Texans. That's Florio. Uh, I have a little bit of inside information in the sense of Davis Mills and their not has nothing to do with Jimmy Garoppolo. It's pretty clear that they like him, but I mean, I, I know for a fact they really like him and they were really intrigued. But that's also he was a third round pick. They're not that invested in him. And we've never seen Casario because since he's been the GM, their team's been so shitty and he's just traded kind of their only assets to try to get picks back. But I, you know, what would Belichick do in this situation? Davis Mills hasn't really proven anything and no fault of his own. The team sucked last year, even though the second half of the season, he looked really good. It's not crazy. The problem would be if you do have something in Davis Mills and you bring in Jimmy, does then Jimmy just, you know, could what if Jimmy can't beat him? I don't know. I mean, it's it's a little risky. Conscious growth is that what you're getting at? Well, yeah, you're not like this year. If you're the Texans, you're not expected to make the playoffs. So don't you just want to get like two years worth of inventory on this guy and see what you have? A little bit like the Eagles got to do with Jalen Hurts. They just also happened to make the playoffs because their team was a little bit better. If I'm the Texans, I just pulled up their depth chart. Their backup is Kyle Allen, who's you know a backup, and Jeff Driscoll. So they got guys that can just be backups. One of those two guys, whoever wins a backup job. Wouldn't you just roll with Davis Mills? Or is that, I mean, the way Casario for 20 plus years going to the playoffs, winning Super Bowls, competition, Patriots, pretty cutthroat. Obviously, he would have been a huge part of being around Jimmy Garoppolo when he was around, so he knows him really well. I just, if you do like Davis Mills, which I know they do, wouldn't you just see what you got on a season that you're not trying to win two games, but if you won seven games and you're like, God, we actually might have a starting quarterback here for the next seven, eight years. I think so. I think it makes a lot of sense, especially because Davis Mills is not your normal third-round pick and that he is skilled like a first-round pick. His physical traits is not what put him in the third round. His lack of availability at Stanford did not play a lot of games. I think he's, I think if we went back and looked, he probably started nine, ten games, something like that at Stanford. It was kind of crazy. His entire career? Maybe that number's a hair low, but it's he didn't start a ton of games at Stanford. COVID, injuries, you, know, you don't start playing right away as a freshman as it is at Stanford as a quarterback. So you become draft eligible really. You can become draft eligible really quickly at Stanford without having played a ton. John's looking it up so you can tell me. But um, I, I was actually, I was actually, I went back to his uh, just his lineage. I, I went to his rivals page because big time recruit out of the state of uh, Alabama well, or Georgia. Yeah, out of Georgia, he was the number ten overall player in the country, and obviously he was the number one player in Georgia, which. For those of you that aren't super into recruiting, is it's not Texas or California, but it's a top five state, wouldn't you say? That most people, the way they talk about recruiting, Ohio, yeah. Louisiana, yeah. Texas, California, Florida, Georgia. Yeah. 
So, you know, you you would just it'd be easy to justify this guy was a blue chipper. His college just got weird. It's not like played fourteen so, games, John. Fourteen yeah, total games. To me, played, I I, I would understand it if he was like you know he went to Stanford. He was like a preferred walk on, and then he became a player. No, this guy was a blue chipper who hit some rocky times. Who then gets to the NFL? And remember last year when the Niners played him, couple get we watched the previous couple games like God, this guy actually looks pretty good. He does. I mean, he's yeah. he's big. He's got a good arm. I, I guess if if you and I were running the Texans, let's just say, and we were having this conversation, he's a high character guy, and he's got a lot of talent, and he got to play a lot last year. I, and it's twofold because you never want to look at like competition always comes first, but it's it is unique at the quarterback position. I think I would lean. Let's just see what we got in this kid because we're not we're not the Steelers. We're not trying to make the playoffs, right? Yeah, I mean, I would too. I not only would I lean it, I would be all in on Davis Mills. Um, but it's easy for us to tell other people you should be rebuilding if they think I can, if they think we can go win eight games with Jimmy Garoppolo, that I understand a desire to go do that, right? If they think they can go win nine games with Jimmy Garoppolo, losing sucks. I bet Nick Casario hates losing. No matter what your plan of patience is, it sucks to lose. And if you think you have a valuable asset that you can get for pennies on the dollar because there's not going to be much competition in the trade market because you know ultimately the 49ers have no interest in paying Jimmy Garoppolo $26 million to be on the roster, and you know the player from your time in New England, you could argue that if you're the Texans, you do it only because in the environment of acquiring assets and trading assets and trying to uh, inflate value for assets so you can then trade them, like if there's just a value in trying to acquire Jimmy Garoppolo right now, that Jimmy Garoppolo might be worth more to somebody else later than he's worth to all those people right now, right? Like the market right now is not ripe for Jimmy, but if you can get him, maybe someone will need him week seven. And now you've got him on your roster. You have plenty of flexibility from a financial standpoint because your quarterbacks are cheap. You've got a ton. I think they've got multiple late round picks, one they could use to get Jimmy. Like they might be looking at that at it that simply. We can bring him in. If Davis is as good as him, great. Somebody might need Jimmy. Like the Niners cannot do what other teams could do if they don't give up much to get him. Right. The Niners can't keep him around till week seven and then trade him in early October if somebody gets hurt. But the Texans could. Yeah. I'm not true. saying they're looking at it that way, but that's just another kind of loophole in this for a team that were to acquire him if it doesn't cost you much to acquire him. Can I also, read you what if Davis Mills gets hurt week two and you don't want to go two and 13 or well, he's not 15. Mr. Durability, right? The top Whoa. 10 recruits and he was 10. Number one, Najee Harris. Number two, never heard of him. Marvin Wilson went to Florida State. Three, Cam Akers. Four, Alex Leatherwood. Mm. Five, Josh Canado. Never heard of this guy either. Six, Jalen Phillips, UCLA. Miami, yeah. Seven. How about David Shaw back in the day? Walker Little. So he yeah. got two of the top ten recruits. Is Walker from Texas or Georgia? Yeah, he uh, Houston, Texas. Number eight. This guy turned out to be a pretty good player. Chase Young, uh, Ohio State. It's weird. You know, some of these quarterbacks, Baron Browning, never heard of him, outside linebacker, went to Ohio State, and then Davis Mills. Any other quarterbacks around in that mix there? Yeah, I'm, I'm searching AJ Terrell, T. Higgins, Jeff Akuda, Isaiah Wilson. Uh, Kellen Mond is the next quarterback. Not a great quarterback well, class. John, remember, David Shaw came on this show 2020, said he thought 
Davis Mills could be a first round pick. Uh, Tua Tua Tonga Vailoa, 53rd. Wow. Do you know what position? Tonga Vailoa is pretty just like if you're sweet in high school, you're probably going to be sweet in college and then you're going to get drafted is running back. Najee, DeAndre Swift. Uh, Just running backs, they're sweet. Usually just stay kind of sweet. <laughs> you know, it's not like, you know, you just couldn't break a tackle. No, it's like, no, he's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, Diamador Lenore is actually one spot behind Tua Tonga Bailoa. Where was, where's Diamador from? He's from Los Angeles. Yeah. But hey, look, Florio is saying, I think he's going to end up on the Texans. That's not, I mean, he said, I think he's going to end up on the Texans. So I'm hesitant to say that, even though I, it definitely there there are connections with the general manager. And ultimately it is while we like you said, we would do it. What's he might just say, this guy hasn't earned the right to not have competition. Get him in there. Who knows? He gets injured. We're not trying to lose. Could always flip Jimmy again. Kind of do an NBA type style trade. Just get yeah. an asset. Yeah. And it may not even be for the trade aspect of it. They just might think we have the money to bring him in here and see what happens. So let's see what happens. You know, Benjamin on this oh, list, yeah. ASU JK Dobbins. <laughs> I'm telling you, there's not a running back bro on this list. That's not a pro. You're just basically, if you're a top 50 running back, if you're a top 50 recruit and you play running back, like more than likely you're just going to the NFL. Give Probably like before. being like a top year before, top twenty five, uh, center. Like I bet a lot of the just big guys that were blue chippers just end up getting shots in the NBA. Doesn't mean you're yeah. gonna be good. Okay, we'll go sixteen. Love this game. Not a running back very high. Scrolling. B.J. Emmons. Never heard of him. Iowa Did State get, or something like that. Uh, Alabama. So maybe transferred. Not many running backs. Huh. KJ Costello. Yeah. Uh, you know, you know what position there's a lot of it makes sense. Just a ton corner. of wide just a, a lot ton of, of wide receivers. Yeah. Well, there's seven of I mean, there's five, you know, seven on seven camp is all wide receivers. <laughs> you know? That's why yeah. I heard someone make the case the other day, not the other day, a couple of years ago. Like, you should if you Become a cornerback if you can, because there's a lot of receivers out there. There's a lot of receivers on the field, but there's also a lot of receivers trying to be receivers. Corners, they need them on the field because there's all the receivers, but there's less of them. You know who the top quarterback was the previous year in 2016? He was the seventh overall recruit in the country. Pro-style quarterback. Shea Patterson technically was the third overall recruit, but he was like an athlete. Was Jacob Eason? How about that? Pretty crazy. Uh, John, this made some news. Trey Lance, uh, according to uh, Brandon Ayuk's Instagram, featured some video of um, a gold and purple Louis Vuitton short wearing Trey Lance throwing a deep ball. What do you think those shorts cost you? Uh, I don't know. 15 bucks? Somebody <laughs> selling them out of the trunk of their Dodge Plymouth? You know what the kids say. You can't hide money. Uh, 
Only three throws from the day. His arm got fatigued after that. That was Brandon Ayuk's comment on his own post. Kyle Juszczyk, caption on point, laughy emoji. George Kittle, laughy emoji, laughy emoji, clappy hands. You, you know, the, my problem with the clappy hands emoji is it's like golf clap. People clap like this. You ever see somebody that claps funny? It's very no. funny to watch. <laughs> so uh, these guys are having some fun, John. Them against the world. Good place to be. Good place to be you against the world when you're a team with expectations. Not every team that has high expectations gets to play the, you know, uh, foxhole. But the Niners, it feels like, are starting to uh, kind of do that little thing. It's not terrible. Well, I think it's pretty unique because when you look at the division, everyone thinks Seattle's going to suck. They're going to. Arizona's just weird. What is ultimately the Rams, almost like the Clippers, the Rams chip on their shoulder. Every single guy on the team got paid. Every single guy got paid. I mean, Stafford got an extension. Donald got cash. Jalen is just screaming about how he's a Hall of Famer already on Twitter. I don't know if you saw that. He's like tweeting his resume. It's like, Jalen, we get it, bro. He's he's just kind of always mad. Uh, They they just, McVay married uh, Super Bowl cake. He's been, if you follow his wife, they've been all over the country, or not the country, out of the country, world traveling. Life's good. I mean, McVay's turned down $100 million offers. Like, yeah, I'll just keep coaching. So, just riding high. The Niners, who were right there leading that game, everyone thinks their quarterback's going to suck. Or just like a major question mark. Like, that's not a, that's not a take. Like, people think, like, no one is being like, Trey Lance is going to be a stud. No one's saying that. And in fairness... It, well, I, I would say... I would, I don't Tell me if you agree with... Maybe this is even the simpler way to put it. It's like, their quarterback is a hot topic, is being analyzed and and nitpicked nonstop for sure they have had and rightfully so it's not like he doesn't deserve it but when you do that and then you be if he turns out to be good they're going to throw that back in everyone's face they're really they had one of the number one stories over the offseason right in the Debo Samuel situation which is not resolved but it kind of is because he can't go anywhere uh and you he can't he can't hold out once can't starts because you can't get back the fines you know, no one really does that anymore. So it's like he's probably going to show up even if he's just standing there if he hasn't been signed. The conversation, the entire camp is going to be Trey Lance. How's he looking? How's he looking? How's he looking? How's he looking? I will say this. And you and I have talked about this before. If you follow these guys on social media, like him and I, you feel like they got a really good relationship. Like they're like legitimately friends, kind of like how Debo and Trent became that. Like how George and Juszczyk like feel like they're kind of like that. Uh, you know, Armstead and Buckner felt like they were like that for a while. Like they just, for whatever reason, it makes sense. I mean, they're probably similar ages, come in at similar time. Spence just, you know, you're just whatever. Uh, it just feels like they got a little bond. Now, River Craycraft was also there. I don't know if you saw that. He was, he was at the uh, <laughs> the throwing thing too. Not ideal. I told you this yesterday. Like if you if you had told me Debo had signed in the spring, I don't know if he's even at that thing. Like it's that is the one thing where you just is he going to be a big part of the crew? Which right. does it really matter if he's part of the crew once the season starts? But it doesn't quite feel like he's going to be a huge part of like offseason workouts with this guy. He's even said right. They asked me to throw, and he's like, "Well, you're going to come to Florida, so I ain't coming to San Jose or whatever. I ain't coming yeah. to Texas." Yeah, you know the the other part of it, like you mentioned, Ayuk, and this is where Debo would help, but it's where Kittle and Usechek and all these guys do help. Young guys, you don't really get to 
you don't get the leeway. We don't give you the leeway to defend yourself if you're young, if you haven't proven anything, right? If you haven't proven anything, then you don't get to be a leader until you prove you you should be a leader. Albert Breer said it on Rosillo's podcast that we were talking about yesterday about Baker. One of Baker's problems was he talked to players on the Browns the same way he talked to guys at Oklahoma. But on the Browns, he had no pelts on the wall. At Oklahoma, he was the guy worth following because he led them to glory. In Cleveland, you can't yell at the center. This was Breer's line about screwing a playup if you screw a playup two plays later because you're not locked in and you don't know the playbook well enough. And I think when you have a veteran team like the Niners have some vets, and I would say Ayuk, well, he's, he's not an old guy, but he has transitioned from young guy to kind of one of the older players of the receiving group or at least of their star group. He's clearly a, you know, he's a vet in that sense. Those guys can speak for a young player. So when Ayuk speaks for a young player by doing what he did, when Juszczyk supports a young player by doing what he did, when Kittle supports Trey by doing what he did, there is a galvanizing kind of sense there where the young guy wouldn't be allowed to, it, it would almost feel like he was overly sensitive. If right, if Trey started defending himself against just all of the chatter, it would feel kind of weird. Ideally you have older guys, established guys, guys who have a place in the league already that can do it for the young guy. He gets to stay away from all of the actual heat and the other guys get to help kind of dissipate any other pressure. And they take the pressure off them by basically saying, we're going to be the ones that make statements, so the eyes are going to be on us. And I think that's he's in a he's in a I'll you know Trey whatever he's going to become. And Darnold, his situation was aft from the start. Even Baker, who was in a good spot with Stefanski, he's had a bunch of different coaches. Trey's in a pretty damn good spot for a player in his position. Fields is in a tough spot. Zach Wilson's in a tough spot. Fields in a I mean Trey's in a really good spot. He is. I I hadn't even thought about that. One of my favorite characteristic of him right now, given that I don't know how he's going to be as a full-time starter, is there have been ample opportunities for him to kind of do what most people would do through social media. Like, they say my arm can't throw. You know, he hasn't, I haven't seen any of it. He's been pretty good about, and there's, it's impossible because they're all talking about it and seeing it. And it would be very, very easy for him. And I wouldn't blame, I mean, I, up until like two years ago, I argued way too often on on Twitter with people, and it got me. It was a completely pointless exercise for about eight years. It just you you gain you go nowhere. I would say the same thing about athletes clapping back. Like it doesn't ever accomplish anything. But I understand it. Your emotions are high. People are saying it, and he never does yet. Now it, it would you would say this once he becomes a player. If things don't go well, it would get amplified a hundredfold, right? Because all you could be like, what are we even talking about? It, there might be something tangible behind it if you play bad. Honestly, it was an elite Jimmy characteristic. Part of that, he's just not an active social media guy. Can if if anyone had room to talk a little shit over the years, I mean, this guy's started in two NFC championships in three years. Never people acted like he was one of the shittiest players starters in the league consistently. Never said a peep, which which would be hard. I respect that because I don't know if I was in his shoes at his age. I, I don't think I would be able to hold myself back. Maybe Even, not, but he grew up in a different environment in New England. For sure, but I'm just saying, like, Tom's gotten a little louder since he left. Well, yes, but I'm just, but, you know, uh, like you said, it's it's pretty clear that it's not, that it's a lose-lose situation. It just takes a lot of restraint. You know, and that's where it helps to have people support you. They can take some of the heat for you. They can take some of the heat off of you. Well, it's easier it to be, be supported, too, right, when 
the people supporting you aren't just like, well, who's what's this guy saying? Who's this? When it's like the star players who are legit. Here, here's the other thing. Back to your original point about the forty. This group having being able to have something to rally around, a chip on your shoulder, whatever you want to call it. Um, a lot of chips on shoulders are imagined and made up, right? Like the Niners, by and large. If we, I think, I could be wrong. Tell me if you think I'll be wrong about this. If we went and looked at preseason predictions, pick ten of them, whatever, a month before the season starts, I bet most of them put them in the playoffs, right? But all it takes is one. All it takes is seeing one person not pick you for the all league team or one prediction to say Adam Rank says you're going to go three and 13. And then it's all about Adam Rank. It's not even about the prediction. It's not really about the person. You're just looking for motivation. And um, you know, like Monday Night Football, when the whole crew picks and it's all the one team and the other team wins and then the social media posts it every and time. Then all the players is like, you guys were in the locker room. You you weren't watching uh, Monday Monday Night Countdown. Like you, you didn't see any of this shit. <laughs> we heard about fucking, it. Somebody texted you, me. You were getting your pregame talk by your coach. It's so much harder when everybody thinks you're going to succeed. So you got to find somebody who doubts you. Do you think Nick Saban likes playing games when his team is favored by forty? Well, no. That's I, when he gets mad. That's yeah. when he freaks out because they always ask him about the it's, the next team, and you know, it's it's hard. It's hard. So well, I, don't I think, you think the Rams fall? In, how many team? Absolutely. Well, is there going to be anyone that doesn't pick the Rams to make the playoffs this year? No. No chance. Is there going to be anyone that doesn't pick the Rams to not be really, really good and be like a Super Bowl favorite? I, I You do, like, to me, they're a team to keep an eye on of, like, their urgency, what they have to prove, because they their star players have not changed. Their coach hasn't changed. He's a young coach, too. He's not an asshole, right? It's To me, it's easier with the Sabans and the Parcells, like, or the Belichicks, like they're just kind of miserable, <laughs> you know. Not that, not that McVay won't be driven. To, he's not. It's not like he's mailing it in, but I, I think it helps when I need to put a fire under you to be an asshole. Then, like Kyle's position, you almost got to temper it a little bit. Like guys, we got to stay focused. For McVay, like how do you? Not most guys aren't Aaron Donald, right? Well, you know what you need. Who just got paid? That's one thing the Patriots benefited from. Was Deflategate? Oh yeah. What was Spygate? Like they got to play us, even as the favorite, they got to play us against the world a lot, right? Mm-hmm. Everyone always talks shit about Belichick. Orchids of Asia Gate. She owned it. You're a cheater. You're a cheater. Like it's just like here's what I'm talking about. Paul on the stream. I don't know, man. Somebody had the Niners as the 19th best roster in the league. LOL. That's what I'm talking. Like that's all you need. I don't know who all it took. All it takes is one person. That's all you need. Well, P- P- PFF put out their top 10 college quarterbacks. Yeah. And they, they had CJ Stroud fourth and Spencer Rattler ahead of him. Oh, wow. <laughs> but it's like you could go, that could really motivate you. And then you could, all, there are certain things be like, that's the dumbest thing I've ever seen. Like, oh, whoa, 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 are, are we serious? Like, oh, we're going to get mad over this. The 19th best roster, like, did Adam Schefter say that? Or did like some blogger for the Jags? You know, uh, Jacksonville Tacoom say that. You know, I don't know. You know, there, there's all. a different. Yeah. But it doesn't really matter as long as you can find the motivation. And for the Niners. But no one alive would say they have the 19th best roster. Who knows what they're talking about? It's impossible. <laughs> it doesn't, but somebody alive said it, yeah, apparently. It's, it's, it's not. It. I, I don't even take it seriously. Uh, well, you take it seriously if it serves your purpose. And that's where. Trey Lance arm fatigue is Trey any good? All that kind of stuff is serving an actual. It's serving a purpose for them. It served a purpose for Ayuk. It gave Ayuk a chance to have his guys back, right? 
We'll yeah, see I mean, if the Jets rally around Zach Wilson the same way. You ever play golf two days in a row? Your blades get tired. I saw Pat McAfee was like, uh, he's like, next year I got to do two things. First and foremost, I need to practice my putting. Second, to train for the Tahoe, I need to walk a couple 18s. He's like, I can barely <laughs> move right now. He's like, my feet hurt so bad. Like, yeah, man, it's not. You know, you're wearing golf shoes, even if you're wearing like Nike golf shoes. That's you walk back to back golf days. I, I can't. They did four straight days. You're probably some of those guys. You play once a week leading up. You know, in the cart, having a couple of beers, bring a couple of buddies. And then you, all of a sudden, you walk four days. Also, in the what, altitude. And who knows what court? How flat is the course you're? Yeah, the altitude. That's another. That's another part of it. You have to actually look for the balls that you lose. Yeah. <laughs> that's that to me is the most mentally exhausting part of golf. I don't understand. I if if your ball's in the shit, like I 30 seconds, like at most, like just give it a, a peek. Like we can just drop right there. I won't even just let's go. Let's move along here. For sure. I'll buy you another sleeve of balls. I, whatever you want. Pro V1s. Stop looking, please. Yeah, it's, it ain't coming back. It ain't it ain't coming back. Stop looking. You know what golf balls, though, guy? They are the price point on something where they're just enough. Like if if I told you that a sleeve of golf balls was a dollar, I think yeah. people would look way less. You think like, so? When you buy, a, even if you buy average balls, you spend thirty bucks, whatever. Yeah. You've yeah. just spent enough where you're like, I just don't want to lose. They're they're not. They're enough to make you think I can't just lose unlimited balls like tees. No one ever thinks about a tee. Why? Because the majority of tees are free, or even if you go to like a golf mart, you buy a huge bag for like five dollars with seven thousand tees. But golf balls, the price is a lot different, and you just think in the back of your head, like, well, if I lose a couple more, then I'm out, and then I gotta buy a lot more. Right. They're just enough, I think, more than just enough. They they are enough that makes you go, you know, I don't want to lose this ball. And there's no worse feeling than putting out a new ball and pumping it somewhere. Like that's a fucking brand new ball. <laughs> Especially like the first tee. That's why I would recommend Google practice balls and then just take a Sharpie and put the line out. And it basically just line up your putt that way. It's a good recommendation. Speaking of which, uh, depending on when you listen to this, the Open might be underway already. I saw on uh, Tuesday, Wednesday somebody tweeted that DeChambeau hit a uh, 311-yard a six iron. You know what I was thinking? Do you know who I'd be all over if I was live? Would be Daly's kid, who's at Arkansas, who's well, a good little John Daly. Don't you think that'd be a pretty big coup for them, and just a pretty big name? They got John Daly Jr. Yeah, I saw John Senior was interviewed. Like, call me up. <laughs> That's what he said. Wait, wait. Oh, John, act just John Daly, the, the big guy. What? I think Bryce on Thursday. What a what a combo. They tee off tonight when we're recording this Wednesday day, ten thirty five p.m. What is that on Peacock? How do I watch that? Peacock? I mean, it's all Bryson, John Daly tee off tonight at 11.50. How many hours are they ahead of us? Do you know? 10? Well, I mean, what time do you usually tee off a golf, like a local time? What time is the first tee? 7 7 a.m. So eight hours, maybe? What's Israel? Nah, I don't know. Eight, 10 hours, something like that. The last tee time of the day. Tiger tees off. Seven o'clock in the morning. It's funny how that worked out, huh? That's Tiger perfect. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm in. That is Thanks. perfect. 
Oh, somebody Not said 10 hours left in prime day to order, order golf balls, but they don't. Uh, hmm. Is today prime day? I think so. So Bezos is hiring. Uh, he wants to do a uh, quarterback Manning cast. And Drew Brees is like, hey, Bezos. And I know Bezos is retired or whatever, but like, hey, Amazon. NBC literally just kind of fired Drew Brees because he's fucking boring as paint drying. And listen, Drew Brees, high-level guy, great player, probably be a great like Elway, exec, OC if he wanted to, never would, but he could run, he could be a team president. He would be so boring. What are you it's basing just, that off on, by the way? What? That he could be a team president. It just feels like high-level guy, well-educated Purdue. It just feels like he knows football. I would put him under that umbrella before I would ever like three hours just bullshitting football. Like we just saw him for little segments. And people were like, "This sucks." That's it's just not his thing. Yeah, I I did see that, uh, but I, I don't know like how many other quarterbacks. Who else are they? Because they also want a McAfee. Pat's maybe. already doing it. They're already part of it. But what's he a part of? Like the pregame show and post. He's on the show. pre. So you have a pregame. You get and then a separate stream for just the quarterbacks watching i think they basically kind of want to copy it which are you sure doing. pat's locked in with amazon because yeah. just because this amazon thing it's always like here's a name and then three weeks go by well i've seen seven i mean how many people are on the pregame show whitworth sherman carissa uh mcafee i mean uh, tony gonzalez because they're sleeping with the same chick you know well lawrence maybe only bezos now but like tony's oh, yeah, on tony's ex-wife well, I mean, I think it's up for debate what the okay. relationship was, but, you know, people swingers, well, I don't know. John, Indeed.com slash ham is doing something that no other job site has ever done. Now with Indeed, businesses only pay for the quality applications that mo- uh, that's, that match the sponsored job description. You only pay for the quality applications that match the sponsored job description when you visit Indeed.com slash ham to start hiring right now. When you're building a dream team, great scouts can help you find the future MVPs. Like John, who looked and he said, I, hell yeah, get me not Haberman. Sam Darnold. Didn't like Darnold. To hire great talent faster, you need Indeed. Indeed's the only job site where you only pay for the applications that meet your must-have requirements. Indeed is an unbelievable, powerful hiring partner. Can't recommend it enough. Visit Indeed.com slash ham to start hiring now. Just go to Indeed.com slash ham. Indeed.com slash hams. Terms and conditions apply. That's conditions. Need to hire? You need. Indeed. Uh, did you know that Baker Mayfield is a full two years older than Sam Darnold? Uh, I knew when Sam Darnold came into the league. Remember when Juju was drafted? He was like the youngest player in the history of the league. And Sam was a little bit older th- than him, but also very, very young. Juju came in at like 14. Sam came into the league, I think, at like 20 years old. I, I honestly think Juju was 19 when he came in the league. Still don't know how that's quite possible, but it happened. Juju, I think if you look right now, is like 24 years old. He played in the league for like six years. Yeah, a basketball player. <laughs> I know. But weren't they? wasn't that the combo? Wasn't it those two guys? Didn't yeah, they play together? Juju... Juju mm. Juju turns 26 in November. He played 17, 18, 19, 20, 21. Yeah, it's his sixth year in the league. I think he came in. What's, when's his birthday? 
November of uh, November. So I think he I think he turned twenty. He was twenty five now. Yeah. Yep. He turned twenty that his rookie season, and Sam is Sam is what a year younger. Sam is Sam's a year age younger. Yeah. What's Baker like? Thirty (laughs) two. Baker's twenty seven. Darnold is twenty five. You know where I could see Darnold next is on the Rams. Come on home. Yeah, not even for the come on home. Like, I just, like the Mitch, like the Mitch Trubisky thing. Not necessarily going, but just one year, two million dollars. Just come and let's just build your life back up. Yeah, let's get you some stability. I think the fact that he's mobile, I think McVay would like that. If why, wouldn't Andy, why wouldn't rush, Why wouldn't Andy be all over him? Andy too. Yeah, I I just the Rams was the first place that came to mind. It wasn't even I wasn't even thinking USC come home, but maybe there's that element too. Um. Because I said to you yesterday or the day before, I think Baker's going to start more games from here to the rest of his career than Darnold will. But Baker's been, you know, when you Baker had the one, are you looking at, they've been pretty close in a lot of statistical categories. <laughs> they both had 13 picks, just Baker threw more touchdowns. I think Baker the last two years have been in a much better spot in terms of just the team he's been on, the coaching the talent he's had around him, right? Even though he's had a lot of coaches, you'd say Sam's been at the bottom of the barrel in terms of what he's had around him. And part of the thing with Baker is like people don't like him. Yeah, That's a problem. Like yeah, people like Sam. So if Baker's going to have this extended career where he's a borderline starter slash maybe somebody's backup, that part's got to get better. Whereas Darnold, he's got a lot of the backup qualities, athleticism, physicality in theory, although his arm's not as strong as it feels like it should be when you watch him. He's young. He's likable. Yeah, to me, he's really going to benefit because he's still going to be young. Is all the good teams are going to be like, would you rather have Chase Daniel or take a flyer on a guy that maybe you could resurrect and flip or something, you know? And people like him. Or it's an underrated be around for five years on your. In your I, I, I think it's a really, really underrated quality to just be liked as a player. If you're not, I mean, when you're a top talent at backup quarterback specifically, to me, when you're a top talent basketball football. Whatever you, you just you can be a dick, you can be crazy, you can be weird, you can be nice, like you can be Steph or you can be Kyrie. None of it really matters. Obviously, everyone wants Steph, but if you get Kyrie, you kind of just stuck, right? You, you, you like the Browns were stuck for a couple years with Baker. But when you're a good guy, like even once you get exposed as a player, people are going to root for you and like you. And other that's where other coaches like, man, I've heard great things about this guy. Let, let me work with him for a little bit because you aren't you more inclined to work with someone for cheap if you're like god i think he's a great guy oh yeah definitely again i'm not I, i'm talking if talent's the same like average you know like i think mitch i think mitch had that i think mitch has physical flaws there's an accuracy element to him that mitch is going to struggle with but everyone loved just they said mitch was a great guy He's just a good guy. He means well. He tries hard. He just might not be good enough. And if you look at the last couple of years, look who wanted him. Sean McDermott, the, the Steelers. Like, he's just well thought of. Well, you and know? the other I mean, thing if, is, if guy, even if he struggles this year and gets benched for Kenny Pickett, like, he ain't going anywhere for a while. He might just play for $3 million a year as backup, but like, people are going to root for him and like him. Like Darnold, a lot of people around the league had high, you know, would have had a high grade on him coming out of college, right? Especially like, it's, a, it's actually kind of a good spot, right? When you're a highly drafted player, 
who goes to a bad organization kind of flames out. There's going to be a lot of good organizations who never had a chance at getting you when you were, you know, a highly sought after asset because they just, they were drafting 25 and you were going to go on the top five or whatever, who probably look at your organization and go, that place sucked. What a weird situation that was. Uh, you know, as, as early as it is, Fields is already in an awkward situation. His regime has already changed. Like Bears have been weird. Obviously, the Jets have been a mess. Doesn't take many. It just takes one to go. We liked him. His situation was bad. Let's give it a shot. And with Darnold, you go, we liked him. His last two situations were bad. Panthers were a bad situation and the Jets were a bad situation. And he's still young. Who starts more games next five years? James Garoppolo or Baker Mayfield? Well, I mean, Jimmy is how old? Assuming they both stay healthy, 30. Tough one. Oh, I'm going to say James Garoppolo. If all things are equal and they're both available and they're both healthy, James has a lot more. Like, who would you rather have as your quarterback, Jimmy G or Baker Mayfield? Now, one thing someone DM me, and this makes little sense, John Dorsey is now like the number two in Detroit. Let's say they suck again and they just kind of get off golf. Couldn't you see that be a guy if the Panthers don't want him? Dorsey goes, give this guy a shot, get him with, you know, Campbell, hold them over as they draft someone, depending. Depends. Not if they have the number theory. one overall pick. I just you, could you go from golf if Baker's not good enough to stay in Carolina this year? Because if it goes well, wouldn't he just stay? Wouldn't they keep him? I don't know if you go golf to Baker. If you're Dan Campbell, if you're that front office. Um good question. I mean, I don't know. That seems that seems like you are going nowhere fast. If that's your the Lions could get like, to me, the Lions could get weird this year. Like if they just really suck again, people are gonna be like, "What? Where are we going? What? What are we doing?" You know, because it gets like that. It's one thing. I remember Kyle got here and they traded for Jimmy. And then all of a sudden he got hurt and they sucked again. It just you suck. You really suck back to back years. People just wonder like, "What are we doing?" It's so easy to be like, "You got a long runway. Tear this thing down to the skids and do you." And then like. Year one and a half, game six. You're like, uh, we've won three total games in our last uh, 25. What what the fuck is happening? And you're like, well, we're playing. Uh, we cut everybody. We're trying to suck. It's not fun when you're living in it, which might go back to the Houston Texans thing. Nobody in the NFL. NBA, they they love losing because like, well, we'll get Holmgren. We'll get Palo. We'll get this guy from France. In the NFL, the coaches, and I, most coaches are telling the truth. I spend zero time evaluate like they might like if they're in their hotel room throwing a college night game, but they ain't like Saturday is a work day for them, right? Or the moment they get home, if it's a home game, they haven't seen their wife or kids all week. So you just usually go to lunch, you go on a walk, like you do some normal people stuff. They are not sitting there like general managers, like me and you, and like people watching this or listening to this, watching the amount of college football. So when they tell you, like, I don't even know who the fuck these guys are. Remember, Kyle did that one year. They started evaluating the players. Uh, was it the year Jimmy got hurt? I think they kind of did a deep dive. Or that or they started looking at like Bosa and stuff. But it was clear, like it their season ended the moment Jimmy tore his ACL. Like it was over. But if your season's not quote unquote over without an injury, you're kind of living in it, you know? 
it's really hard to follow college football casually. It's two people who love college football. It's hard to know who the players are, right? So you can't just drop in. To your point, if you're an NFL guy, you watch. It's because you know somebody involved or there just happens to be a game on. You're not going, oh, you know what? The number two quarterback is playing at 11 on FS1. I got to watch that game. Yeah, you're not doing that. And and to your point, on a, on the simplest level, it's the day before your game. Like, you play tomorrow. I'd argue this upcoming year. Traveling that day. This upcoming year with the two most famous quarterbacks is about as easy as it gets because they play for Alabama and Ohio State. But there's not like, hey, hey, Dan Campbell, uh, I know you were traveling to uh, play the Chargers this weekend, but did you get a chance to watch Will Levis, Kentucky? Uh, they t- kicked off at 1 o'clock SEC Network. No, I, I didn't, <laughs> you know? Kentucky Vandy's on this afternoon, guys. Anybody going to catch that? Well, you agree, though, that Bryce and CJ is are as easy as it gets in terms of consuming the two brands they play for. Even if you're just an NFL head coach, you kind of pay attention to, like, they're ranked one or two. You can kind of feel. But the fall, like, Stanford's quarterback, if they're a six-win team, you're just not really doing it. I also think kind of like Bryce, guys who move a little, guys who are a little shifty, easier to just flip on and watch for five minutes because they can and just they're, do something. They're, they're, plus, their highlights, if you're those guys just in the background, you're going to see a lot of those guys just in your vernacular. There's not yeah. a lot of like, well, there's this one sleeper at Virginia. They're uh, they're currently three and four, but I'm telling you, keep an eye on and – and the guy end up – he might be a first-round pick, but you're just – he's not in it. You gotta be good and you gotta have the hype. And to me, there are two guys far and away everyone else this year that are just gonna be very easy to consume. I would use last year as an example. I would bet most NFL people in September were not locked in on Kenny Pickett. By the end of the year, when he was a Heisman candidate, people kind of knew who he was. They were not because he was a preseason like six round pick. Yeah. Same thing with Baker. Remember? Baker after his junior year, people thought like, you know. Probably not even a day two pick. And then by about halfway through, it's like, we got to we gotta really watch this guy. Kyler Murray, same thing. Remember, was like, what's up with this little guy? And then about four games in, it was like, yeah, we got to watch this guy. So part of it, it builds up. And that that is the one thing I will say for coaches. They do hear the hype because who do they talk to? Because, I mean, they're, you, you don't just always talk about like, sometimes on Wednesday, you just want to sit, put your feet up for a second. And like, man, you got you to gotta watch this guy at so-and-so. You would love this guy, coach. And even when the scouts come back, you know, depending on who your coaches are, always bullshitting. Remember the story was Veach was just peppering Andy for like two straight years, him and Dorsey with Mahomes. Mahomes. You got to watch this guy. You got to watch this guy. You got to watch this guy. You got to. But I would say this Veach had a pretty special relationship with coach, like most non GMs, because Veach wasn't the GM at the time, don't have just this unlimited treat their like coach like they would their dad or something where you can just text them no matter what whatever honestly you leave them alone afraid of them depends who's in charge if you're the gm and you're in charge you may not even bug the coach that much about it the gm is completely different yeah it just it just depends right like veach at the end of the day andy had to like him and be all in on him for him to draft him exactly they just had to get everybody on board Imagine being like a Rams scout. What am I doing this for? <laughs> you know, wh- wh- why am I? Why am I driving right now? <laughs> guys, we're going to trade the pick. You guys cool with that? Whatever. Yeah. Or we don't have a pick. <laughs> Fellas, Can't we want be. you to go watch the freshman because that'll be the next time we have a first rounder when they're draft eligible. Can't be as fun. Did you see the clip right before speaking of like scouting and stuff? 
right before the Warriors game started, they were interviewing this guy. I wasn't really paying attention until they went back to like the the play by play guy, and he's like, "What a story! He was driving DoorDash last year." Oh yeah, like, what did they just well, say? They, driving they DoorDash? Played, so they played a clip of a guy that went viral like two days ago. He started tearing up during his post game, and he was like, "Last year, this time I was driving DoorDash." <laughs> I, I I don't know who that guy was. I saw the clip go around. I didn't really investigate it. Yeah, it was, I, I laughed when I, I guess heard he that. probably didn't play at Michigan. Uh, no, I didn't. But remember, didn't Zach Wilson drive Uber or DoorDash? The quarterback? I thought Zach Wilson did in college. Did he? I thought he did, but it surprised me a little because I. Comes from a little cash. Comes from a little cash, but I remember him. I mean, he started as a true freshman. Somebody said in the chat, do you remember? I remember him. He wore number one. He was good. He wanted to go to Utah. His family had season tickets at Utah. He didn't go to Utah. Did uh, you see his Instagram post? I did see his So he went to Idaho? Is that where he took the squad? Uh, Coeur d'Alene. He knows where rich people could hang out. So he goes up to Coeur d'Alene or wherever. I don't what did he know. He, I, I just yeah, I, I didn't Coeur click on the thing. I, I, I thought it was Montana. Oh, Montana. Okay. And but I saw some I saw some golf people quoting the tweet like that's a sweet place. And he wrote call. just like what's what anything been going on? Yeah, no self-service up up in the mountains. So what do you think that means? Do you think that means it's true? And he's because I saw a couple of the comments were like go like for like players. Garrett Wilson was like, go to Moji. <laughs> I mean, I think it's one hundred percent true. That means they think it's true, right? Yeah. But also that him and his mom are cool. You know, I I think it's possible. What if she knew about it? Because we're also assuming that she didn't know. What if it's one of those, mom, I'm, I'm in love. She's like, I love your son. I just think rules are a little different. Yeah. You know, the Mormons, they, they, they do that thing called soaking. <laughs> if you don't move. People shake the bed, though. You get somebody to shake the bed. So it's like a porn scene. There's other people in the room with you. No, I don't know. I just so who told? <laughs> have we talked about this? You and I. No. When you're so, so, soaking, somebody so, gave so, me a full breakdown a few months ago on soaking and like the bed. You get somebody to shake the bed, and then so you don't do any of the moving. But um, I guess we haven't had that conversation. So I got. No. God, who was it? I, I I would participate in the bed shaking. Just like do you get to watch? You know, what do you, they just play? Avert your eyes. You're just here for the shaking. But it, would it? She might not want to soak if she's an older lady already had children. Like she's already passed. Yeah, I think I we're think, probably at that point. Yeah, I, I would imagine Z- Zach uh, passed the soaking point a long time ago. Uh, Jim McMahon style. <laughs> Andy's a BYU guy. Converted Mormon though. Yeah. You know, was, you know, went there as a junior college transfer, met his wife there, had to convert. You know, he's not, I don't think he grew up that way. Right. I'd I'd say they fall under, like Steve Young, whole life, led that life, very serious about it. Andy converted for his wife, which, you know, you got to do what you got to do. And again, he was like, no caffeine and stuff. Then you'd go by and you'd have a monster. Didn't go on a mission. No missions. Was a Mormon at that time. Well, his missions, guys, is to throw bombs. Well, Zach's throw bombs, take down moms. The funny, every, that, that was funny is like, didn't you guys watch Zach Wilson last year? Wasn't he the most inaccurate quarterback in the league? He wasn't throwing bombs last year. <laughs> yeah, the, the widest like target spray chart basically of any quarterback in the NFL. 
You know, like you know, like when politicians Don't get in the way of a good T-shirt. When politicians throw a curveball to like they say like kind of keep you off the set. They don't want you to see this over here with this going on. Oh right, right. Kind of Zach Wilson. This move like no one's really talking about. Like, are we sure this isn't a bust or what's going on here? It's like everyone just talking about that, and he gets to fly under the radar. Create a be scandal. A, be a genius PR move. Because it's really not that bad. You're like, ultimately, really liked her. I've known her for a long time. She came on to me. We've, quote unquote, been together. I was already broken up with my girlfriend. Like, he's getting asked about this, don't you think, when training camp starts? Not by the legit media, but there's enough in New York. Feels like someone like, Zach, what was the, what was the offseason? You know, someone yeah, yeah, yeah. was that. the, you know, that'll be the question. Like, uh, you know, eventful offseason. How did you handle it? You know, something like that. Uh, I wouldn't put it past just a blogger or something to just throw it out. Like, is the story true, Zach? Even though now thinking about it, who really gets asked about like their personal life in those type of settings? I guess not. I think you get asked like, you know, you got a lot of attention this off season. It must've been difficult to navigate. How did you handle it? Yeah. And then he can say, well, you know, first of all, let me address the rumors. What if he just started his press conference like this? This is Melanie. We're in love. (laughs) Yeah, I've met her kids. Uh, you know, we all know each other. Just Ashton Kutcher of quarterbacks. I, I do think the Jets, I mean, they've had some quarterbacks. Remember Mark Sanchez was dating Verlander's wife? That I remember being working for the Eagles. That was a big story. Like him sneaking out like of his apartment the, to come yeah. back. What was her name? Is it, is it uh, Upton? Yeah, Kate. And there was like a story of him like, on a practice day, sneaking back into his apartment to grab his stuff to like take off. And it became Matt Harvey a really had big... a similar thing. His included some cocaine, right? Yep. Broadway Joe. Little little more uh just cooler back then, right? You're allowed to do that stuff. Less attention, yeah. Like, do you think Kenny Stabler gets away with it all in 2022? <laughs> Favre did send a penis pic. That's right. There was Favre. Favre sent a penis pic back like that was like the first year of potential sending pics on phones just in general like any pic just a pic of like the sky and Brett was on the forefront of that got outed quick by Stetler or Settler or whatever Uh, Jen Sturger not a bad insta follow yeah 2010 man that was that was early early in the game That 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 was a long time ago on the internet Back when Deadspin ruled. I wouldn't mind a moment like that. It feels like we haven't had one in a while. Like, ultimately, Zach Wilson, it's just the whole story was based on one comment that an ex-girlfriend made. It wasn't like, there's a naked picture of Zach Wilson and a 48-year-old, you know? (laughs) We just don't get those as much anymore. Yeah, people have gotten savvy. I know. Come numb to it all. All right. On that note, anything else to add? Today? That's all I got. Hey, go get in the mailbag, everybody. Go to Apple Podcasts. Leave us a five-star review. Leave us some mailbag questions. We'll, uh, we'll have another mailbag coming out soon. We always appreciate the content there. And uh, good hang with everybody. Later. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.